0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig, and I am joined by live from South London, Paul Doolan. Hello, and from his home in the northwest, and currently eating a pie,
1: Dave Watson. Chicken tarragon pie, homemade. Oh, oh, it's Just homemade. Homemade. Oh, oh David. Mrs. Dave smashed it out of the park she, she occasionally makes a pie But when she does Holy shit boys Does she make a pie Delicious And is it one big pie So
0: there's going to be extra pie tomorrow
1: It is one big pie But there is no way There will be extra pie tomorrow Because Who the fuck am I going to see To be embarrassed about my tummy No that thing's going in my tummy Now Congratulations! I'm delighted. I'm over the moon. Fuck the takeover. Fuck buying Mbappe. That pie, perfect. Just made my dime. And, and I've got a pint. It's fantastic. What's the pint? Uh, this one is. Uh, fuck, I think it was Goblin IPA.
0: Fine. Yeah,
1: it's good. And, good, and you, now you do. I'm. Mm. And I've got I'm a Doom bar for later. S- nice. Right.
0: I've just had four digestive biscuits and um and I'm drinking a claret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the north-south it- divide right there.
0: Is everything okay at home, Fergus? Yeah. I did have one of my beer 52 uh beers tonight, but it was just it was it was one of the stronger ones. It's 7.5%. And I think. I mean, it's basically special brew, isn't it? I
2: was going to say, yeah, but, but they don't, don't taste the like special brew. They taste quite nice. That's the
0: problem. But they they do taste quite nice. But one for me personally, once a beer gets over seven percent, it's sort of like however nice it tastes, it just
1: sort of comes with a migraine. Yeah, did, did I ever tell you that there was like the camera real ale um, exhibition or something at one of the London um, big exhibition centres? And my mate, Matt, who I think you both met, he was the the one who sorted out my statue, we went there together and we had a a pint. Well, you know, they pour it as like a third of a pint. It was like 14 percent or something. And it was like black, thick as treacle. I, I could barely manage two sips before I was like, oh, that's that's just too. I'm not enjoying that at all. Matt, Matt drank a freaking pint of the stuff. I've never. Oh, I don't know how he's not dead. The amount of damage that would have done to his liver, but like, A pint of fourteen
0: percent, he basically had a pint of wine. That's yes, a Sam Allardyce special, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was the thickness as well, and just that it was so heavy. I just, nah, uh, I'll, I'll stick to around about four, four to five percent. That's my. That's the sweet spot for me. Well, uh,
0: that first three or four minutes of the podcast was basically to make sure that we uh, had an audience who really, really want to hear us. <laughs> 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 because the sound quality is, is not great, I will admit. It's, it's a side effect of the lockdown that we're in. And uh, so far, the, the banter quality is not high. No, I've been listening. I've been listening to the Peter Crouch podcast a lot, um, which I do enjoy. It's very laddie, they call each other boys a lot. All right, boys, what do we think about this? Boys, we think about that. We trial that for this episode, boys. Yeah, so boys, um, what do we think about (laughs) them boys? (laughs) No, it just doesn't feel right. No, we've done the takeover chat. We were, we were sending uh, in our WhatsApp group this week, there was a bit of a debate going on as to whether we should wait to record this podcast uh, until there, there's an announcement or at least um, at least a, a statement either way. But uh, we, we couldn't wait any longer. So, you know, perhaps this will jinx the whole thing. Uh, Paul, what are your feelings on where we are right now?
2: Well, the annoying thing is we're sort of where we were this time last week, sort of thinking it's probably going to happen. But it, I was sort—I prepared myself for it happening on Monday. So I've essentially just been checking Twitter for five full days, which isn't healthy.
0: Twitter, there's a, uh, there's a constant stream. Because of the nature of the accounts that I follow on Twitter, It's my Twitter feed is basically 80%... Uh, death toll stats <laughs> and 20% takeover talk it's a funny uh, it's a funny concoction I reckon if Twitter had been around while 9-11 was happening there would still be a lot of shit going on just a lot of just general Newcastle twat the chat going on in my field. yeah oh definitely it's 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 amazing. Uh, it, I guess it shows the passion. Dave, you've, you, you're you often a part of that chat. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, how how do you uh, feel about where we are with the takeover? I mean, Paul's right, aren't we? We're basically where we were. Yeah, like
1: the overriding sense I've got is just don't panic. Like everybody who's Seems to be, I don't know, having a bit of a better idea of what's going on. And I'm talking about, like, George Culkin um, of The Times. Um, He he seems to be fairly relaxed about the whole thing. And uh, quite a few people have have said, like, why is everybody thinking it was going to go through today? Um, Because um, we know that the, the owners and directors test, it can take two to four weeks but even that suggests that it could possibly take a little bit longer. And if it started on the eighth of eighth um, of April, then it, four weeks from there is the sixth of the fifth. So it's it's like next Wednesday. Um, the, that's when that's when the four weeks will be up, and it could take a few days after that because you've got to get the the, the actual exchange of funds and stuff, I'm, I'm confident it's gone through. I mean, the, the stuff that we've seen in in, in conflict with it, like the um, the human rights thing, well, it's not a are you a nice person test is can you afford this? Have you been like convicted of fraud or convicted of a crime? And nobody's been convicted of a crime, so they should pass that side of things. And do you have the money? And Saudi Arabian royal family is not short for Bob or two, so I can't see that being a problem either. The other side of it is B in sports, contesting Saudi Arabia owning a Premier League football club when they're uh, pirating the B in sports uh, broadcasts. Um, and again, it's, that's, that's a big geopolitical um, tete-a-tete between Qatar and Saudi Arabia, and quite rightly, the Premier League will take the money and run. So the rights that be in own, um, they come to an end, I think, this summer. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Arabsat, the, um, the Saudi-run broadcaster, paid for the rights for the, um, the Premier League. And the Premier League are more likely to want the Saudi Arabians round the table instead of um, ostracising them, because if you ostracise the Saudi Arabian um, country, they they will continue to pirate it, and you won't get the money for it. So um, I don't see either of those two being an issue. So I'm, I'm fairly calm about it. I'll only start to worry if um, if we get to, like, End of next week And we're still not hearing any news Even if it's just a, a, a statement From either party saying Yeah we're still in the owners and directors Test phase Then that'll be enough for me But if it's if it's radio silence At the end of next week That's when I'll start to have concerns So uh, Should we just get into
0: Fun little speculation about What might actually happen the chat in the last couple of the da- last couple of days is that uh, Pochettino is the first choice for manager. We would offer him 19 million pounds a year salary, apparently. Uh, Paul, first off, would you be happy with Pochettino as manager?
2: I would be very happy. I mean, the two main candidates seem to be Pochettino or Rafa. I think there's both have sort of blind spots at the other cover they're very different managers I mean how could we not be happy with Pochettino really if you look at what he did at Southampton and at Spurs I think the fact that he's available is great but then Rafa I also think has quite a decent advantage that he knows exactly how the club works and what the problems are and is a bit more pragmatic I think You'd probably get more bang for your buck in terms of how the club is run by having Rafa there because it's it's someone with that deep inside knowledge of everything that needs doing because he's so meticulous and went over everything with a fine tooth comb when he was our manager. I'd kind of be happy with either, but it's a it's a nice problem to have when we've been going from McLaren and Steve Bruce. Mm. I think the. Dave, the,
1: the the big thing for me about Pochettino is that I'd be delighted, delighted to have him. As as Paul said, the the stuff that he did at Southampton and the stuff he did at Spurs, it, he might not have won trophies, but you can see a clear progression, taking a club that was in, in one position and pushing them on into the next. And I think he, he did it by playing good football, by having a good rapport with his players, signing good players. And just a nice, you know, a a good atmosphere around the club and a a good reputation in the club. Big fan of that. The only trouble is Maurizio Pochettino is one of the most in-demand managers out there at the minute. Uh, They were talking about him for the Man U job. There were rumours that he'd be interested, that Real Madrid would be interested in him. He He is an elite tier manager and he'll want to win things. Newcastle United, with the best will in the world and the most, as much money as the Saudis apparently have in the back pocket, we are not going to be challenging for Champions League football in the next two or three years. If we are, I'd be massively surprised. So, I'd love him, but I can't. I don't think this is the project for him. I think he's he's tried to do it at Spurs and didn't get far enough because of the glass ceiling and and because of Levy's parsimony. Um, I think we're better off with Benitez Because the next couple of years He'll enjoy the project He'll enjoy seeing the fruits of his labour Like Paul says, he's already got An idea of what's going on at the club An idea of how to improve, where to improve And also, I don't think He'd be as like he, He'd he be quite happy To just see the progress of the club I don't think he's He, he doesn't need trophies Like Pochettino does because bear in mind, if Pochettino doesn't win anything in the next few years, people will say, oh, he's great and all, but he doesn't win anything. So the elite, man the elite teams will uh, swerve him.
0: Yeah, I would have thought Pochettino, I mean, I'd, I'd be kind of impressed if he went for it. But yeah, I would have thought that he's had enough of um, not winning trophies. I think he's he's, he's ready to um, make that step and Newcastle probably isn't the right place to do that just yet and yeah, Rafa yeah, sure but <laughs> is it, you know okay, I, I, I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm a bit personally, you know what I'm like just a twat, I just, personally I'm just a bit I'm done with the Rafa
2: deification
0: I'd just be so bored with it
2: Yeah, just I think, the, just I think as well, I in. made the a- I made the mistake today of watching a very good documentary about Guardiola at Barcelona and so much of that is about how the ethos of the club is set from like the youth team up it's all about the Barcelona way and you sort of think when you have the sort of funds we're apparently about to have you have the opportunity to build something like that and if you look at what Newcastle's best period really is the entertainers and the idea of building something around that kind of ethos is great. And I think Benitez is pretty diametrically opposed to the idea of entertaining football. Yeah. I'd like to see us splurge money on skillful players and win nothing, but give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) it
0: It would be nice if this was accompanied by entertaining football. Do you know what I It's like, yeah. yeah, the way I mean, Chelsea, you know, it's, it's silly to talk like this because it hasn't even gone through. And there's so many caveats, but like Chelsea, when it happened with them, great. Yes. I would love the trophies that Chelsea won, but it did come with Mourinho. And I remember talking to some Chelsea season ticket holders at the time, and they were actually quite grumpy about it because it was like, they were like, suddenly the football was so boring. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it would be nice to to have some entertaining shit yeah. going on. Um, but, yeah, it's all that, you know, whatever. All of it, from a footballing perspective, everywhere I look, all I see is sunlit uplands um, compared to where we've been the last few years. I, um
2: yeah, I think there's never so, been a better time I mean, it sounds awful to say it because of the coronavirus But there's never been a better time to be a club that suddenly
1: has a lot of money Yeah The the amount of players who are going to be out of contract Or their, or the amount of clubs who are going to be forced into a selling position Where once they wouldn't be It's it is If you're suddenly cash rich Which it sounds like we might be it's a great time. I mean that I mean you've seen some of the players that we're getting linked to like Dries Mertens um, Arturo Vidal, Philip Coutinho, um Bali, all of these players if we had like organically grown to this like to the position to to attract these players you're talking like 10, 15, 20 years of like really clever movement towards those players but this situation because it's weird because it's anomalous we are in a position to to at least pay for those players to come to Newcastle United, and if if we've got a sudden influx of like ambition and wealth, I mean, you've heard these like the, the detractors say, "Oh, yeah, but who, who'd want to live in in Newcastle? It's so far away from London, and it's not the place to be." Money talks. If you if you gave Arturo Vidal, 120 grand a week or whatever, and said, "Look, you're going to be first teamer. Um, you here's all the bonus rights that you like, the um, image rights and stuff like that." He won't care that he's two hours on a train away from London. He won't care that he's 45 minutes on a flight away from Paris. Or, or he's not going to give a shit.
0: Yeah, I don't think that. I agree.
2: I think when it comes down to it, once you're at this level. Yes, um, that's. Do you thing. two think we should be going for that level of player though? Because there is, once you sign one player who'd be on sort of 150, 200 grand a week wages, doesn't that just destroy the team? Suddenly, yeah, have I mean, two I think factions would, going on. I think it would be fun. It, it
0: worked with Manchester City, right? I, what I would like. You know, over over the course of a few years, they just gradually built it up. But what I did, what, yeah. Man, what Man City did, and I would quite like us to do, is um, is they did actually have quite a good core of of youth players. Um, they had uh, Micah Richards and Stephen Ireland was kind of a youth player around that time, right?
1: Mm, and yeah.
0: And you know Michael Johnson We all know He went on To have a great career <laughs> But you know They they did have like I would like To hope You know None of us really knows How good they are yet But I would like to hope That this means that We sign up The Longstaff brothers
2: hmm. um, I think it's well long term When it comes to kids Because the nearest Team of any note To us really Would be You'd say is Leeds So there's like one thing I've heard a like lot, we'd effectively be the club of the north, and if we had even a half-decent youth academy, which we don't at the minute, we'd be the one they flock to. So there's a real opportunity there. I think a lot of the changes we could get, a lot of the players we could get through would just be through building a proper infrastructure. We wouldn't have to That's an incredibly
1: long-term. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's, it is incredibly long-term because the academy and the, the training facilities, the have been neglected for years, for like a decade. If you, if you build, uh, an outstanding academy and outstanding f- facilities, you could attract 17, 18 year olds from anywhere in Scotland, other than the, the two Glasgow, Glasgow clubs all across like Northumberland, which, and Cumbria, which are basically barren. But like Paul says, all the way down to Leeds, all the way past York, like we would be Sheffield, in- yeah we've been the team of the north and if you've got if you've got that outstanding academy which can attract 16 17 18 year old players to it well, you don't have to get like the 12 year old who who's shown a bit of promise you can get the, the the really good players who are who are on the fringes of a first team you could do that absolutely to be if, fair i mean that that catchment area
0: geographically it's huge, but population-wise, it's not that big. (laughs) It's
2: It's not like we've lost out on a lot of good players to say, like Jordan Henderson went to Mm -hmm. Sunderland because that was where you go in the area because of their youth setup. That's the League One team who've got a much better academy than us. Michael Carrick we didn't get. There's a lot of top-level, if not world-class players we've missed out on.
0: They've been over the years, yes, there's been a few, but not like...
1: But if you think about a a city the size of Edinburgh, it's only a couple of hours away by car, and it's what like an hour on the train. You could comfortably attract players from that region, and all the you know the surround the the surrounding area. You you could attract them because who are they going to play for? Hibs and Hearts. You could also
0: probably get some pretty good fringe
1: performers, Uh, like some
0: good sketch (laughs) sketch comedians.
2: (laughs) Well I think we don't need that We just need to put the funding into The now defunct Kevin Keegan's Soccer Circus And get that to be our official Fringe act
0: Yeah, I got a bit worried this week I saw some chat on Twitter and realised It was just ambassadorial I got a bit worried that there was talk of Getting Keegan in as manager
2: I'd love him I think
0: he would be embarrassing
2: I'd say do it (laughs) (laughs) Okay, put I put it all on red. <laughs> Spin the wheel.
0: Can I do my? Can I do my um, downer thing to make everyone depressed about the whole thing and not feel good about it you now?
2: Yeah, go on.
0: Oh, please, yeah. This is just you know the cynic in me. I don't, there's the uh, I, part of me worries that like um, did you see the match of the day? Top ten bonkers moments in the history of the Premier
2: League. I've not seen that one yet. I've watched the other ones. Four out of ten of them were Newcastle related. Hey, can I
0: try and guess some of them? Yeah, go on. So on a side note, yeah, go on. Guess that. That's good. Was
2: it the uh, the sexual assault by five of our players in the singing hotel?
0: (laughs) No, but I've never laughed so heartily at the phrase sexual assault.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One one of them has to be uh, Stephen Taylor's handball. Uh, failing injury. Uh,
0: no, well, but has to be on that game. No, but let me just say that was mentioned, and the other major incident in that game. Oh yes, the uh, fight was one of the ten.
1: Yeah. What were the so there was there were
2: Kevin four... Keegan's love it was that in there. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the other two and one of them I re- definitely remember. What was the other one?
2: Was it Joe his press conference? No, yeah. no, that would be a what? good one.
1: But I didn't...
2: You know, no. Oh, what the hell?
1: A bonkers moment. No, I don't know, mate. It was the
2: um, was it the time we accidentally made Ral Moat chairman? <laughs> 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 Due to an admin error as a, a posthumous position?
0: No, one of... The, shit, there's one of them I can't remember. But one of them was uh, Ketsbyer. Oh
2: yeah Oh right Oh Oh
0: No Oh shit Can you just give me um,
2: (laughs) Can you just give me half an hour just to uh, Watch (laughs) I'd love to hear the match of the day theme tune start in the background Now (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't remember what the other one was. Shit. Anything yeah. with Rude Hullet Not the four-three Liverpool game. I mean, that was bonkers in a different way.
0: No, it was like actual. Oh, never mind. I'll 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 find it out by the end of the program.
1: Um, what was your point going to be? Because you said you were yes depressing downer. Can make Yes. Yeah. I was going to say,
0: I wonder whether this, you know how everyone is always so eager for, um, to go with the narrative that like, Newcastle, it's always mad and it's always a circus. I wonder whether this might be the biggest one of all time for Newcastle, just this whole situation. Um, Mohamed Bin Salem was that his name? MBS, right? The the, the leader of Saudi Arabia. He's only done a couple of things since he's been in, and they've both been, like, absolute fucking disasters. He's um, murdered uh, Khashoggi, that um, journalist, in his own embassy in Turkey, and the whole world knew it, and they cut him into pieces. <laughs> the whole world knew it. Right in the middle of, like, a project of supposed to be, like, oh, we're progressing. And then murdered journalist, so the whole world knew, and he's apparently fucked up all prices as well. It's like I could just see the whole thing just being a
2: shambles. I wouldn't necessarily mind that though, because at least there's going to be money going into the club, but we've we've been starved of any funding from Ashley.
0: Morality aside, it might be fun, you know. Yeah. (laughs) certainly be fun and and one just one little thing just to put a down run the whole thing again because i just can't help but mention it i i have no problem with the idea that it is not newcastle fans responsibility to be the morality police in the world and i've seen the point made and it's a good point it's like if it can get past the british government and the premier league and all of that stuff it's not Newcastle fans' job to be the last guardian of uh, morality. So I'll, I'll say that. But just some of the stuff on Twitter from Newcastle fans basically parroting parroting um, the propaganda, the press releases from Saudi Arabia, I find quite distasteful. And yeah. George, George Culkin, who... I do like, and he's lauded by Newcastle fans, and he is a good writer, and all of that. But he disappointed me a bit on Twitter today, and got lots and lots of likes for it. But he was like, he was saying, he was um, challenging someone who uh, who was criticising the whole deal, and he was saying, "Oh well, I'll, I'll look into Saudi Arabia. I'll look into that." It's like, come on, yeah, you don't know. It's like it was the one of the biggest news stories in the world last year,
2: and if you don't know, that's kind of embarrassing. And I think that's the thing with being a journalist. That he's clearly got a very close relationship with Amanda Staveley and is sort of her press mouthpiece. So he's he can't really annoy the mouth that feeds him or the hand that feeds him. But true. yeah,
0: and is, it and, is, is lo- and is also loved by Newcastle fans, and if. And if he turn, if he says anything that Newcastle fans don't like, then that's not good for him either. And you know, he may feel all of this, but that just that one little thing annoyed me a bit. Oh, I'll look into that. Yeah. You come on, you, you know, you can make you can make a very good case for this not being Newcastle fans' responsibility.
2: You know, it
0: is what yeah. it is. Like, well, a- I think as well, there's
2: not many fans saying. I'm going to boycott the Premier League because they're allowing this funding
1: coming in, which is exactly. the same yeah, moral absolutely. standpoint. Absolutely, sure. And we you know, I think I think in defence of Culkin, I would say that I'm aware of the Khashoggi murder, I'm a, but I don't know the particulars at all. Like, I, and that's not to say sure, that you're um, not
0: a journalist. You're not a journalist for the Times who has been reporting on this potential takeover for months and it keeps on coming up for morality maybe do yeah if we
2: were being taken over by Peter Sutcliffe he wouldn't be like well I'm going to look into that guy that would be a bad journalist if you hadn't already done a bit of research into what had gone on before
1: no, that's fair. That's fair. I withdraw my support for Colkin. You've convinced me. He's scum. Subhuman he's, scum. That's it. He's scum. No. Oh. No. He's
2: cancelled. He's cancelled. That's, that's <laughs> it. He's He's not coming. He's not coming back from this. <laughs> um,
0: to be fair, yeah. Pete Sutcliffe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a sentence you don't hear often enough.
1: He's you know, can <laughs> we, that be we, the name of the you know, podcast? Wait,
2: <laughs> we,
0: wait, we wait to see what
1: happens with his bits. You know. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to mention is the um, a load of talking heads, ex-pros, popping up on TalkSport and the like, saying that Steve Bruce deserves to keep the job, give him 300 <laughs> million and see what he can do with it. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to taste, take your temperature on that I mean, like,
0: yeah, yeah well, I think it's. It, I was. I was just listening to Five Live before this, and they were saying that, and that was like the standard view across the board. Like, yes, of course, it won't happen. <laughs> of course, the right thing to do with Steve Bruce, and yes, I have defended Steve Bruce a lot over the last year. Obviously, he's not the man you had three hundred million quid to. You never yeah. know. Yeah. You never know. Maybe he would do all right with it. <laughs> Mark Hughes had, was at Man City at the beginning of it all, wasn't it?
2: Did Mark but he did had Mark quite Hughes, a good reputation then, didn't he? Mm.
0: Did yeah. He bought Robinho, right? He was he was yeah. mad at the time, but no. I mean, I, I mean, I would. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't. See Bruce would not be my
2: first choice to to guide us to, to the promised land. No, I think if there is a rest of this season, then there's no harm in him seeing that out. You want a bit of continuity. Sure. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, beyond, I think the same ex-pros who say he should be given a shot, if Steve Bruce was kept on, it wouldn't be long before they were saying, well, that's not ambitious enough if you're looking to get into the European places. Mm. You have to set a marker.
1: Yeah, gonna, I mean in, in terms it. of this season like uh, they're still the Premier League is still wanting to finish the league I have no idea how they they envisage doing that because we're getting towards where next season should really be you know the the, the focus of people's attention um I've, if it's just a case of yeah you, you're still the manager you'll still take training until the, the new season kicks off in June then fine. I don't. I don't care. Like it doesn't. It doesn't make any difference to me if we're not playing competitive games. I don't care. But if if there's some permutation of uh, some some idea that we we play competitive fixtures for the towards the end of the season, then I'd want to like replace as soon as possible because he's a lame duck and he'll know it. And I don't think that's going to get the best out of the players. I think which, June the tenth is
2: the restart date that's being talked about, which. I mean, we might come into later with listener questions, but it seems unworkable to me. Mm.
0: Who knows? I, I loved the idea of um, that I've heard. That I think it's like, there's something like 96 games left to be played. We talk about having them all at Wembley, three games a day, all <laughs> with no fans. That would be fucking brilliant. It'd be like the World Cup. it be so good. I know. Yeah. And I, you we know, I, I prob—I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I do have an insider in um, the visual effects industry, and I, I happen to know that there have been meetings with the Premier League about uh, making a virtual crowd. Is that a Nata exclusive? <laughs> That's a Nata exclusive. Jesus. So that could, I mean, that could be hilarious. It would be like, it would suddenly be like
2: like watching FIFA. Soccer. I'd like them to all be like two-frame animations in the style of like 80s He-Man.
1: <laughs> you know what, I'd, I'd love to see them try and CGI uh, that blog, Helicopter on His Cock. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> that's a worthwhile Uh, exercise Um, Shall we have an ad break because I want to go and get a beer (laughs) Yes, sure Let's all go and get a beer Alright, two seconds
2: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct
0: Something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool af welcome back paul you've got some social media stuff for us is that correct
2: well stuff is generous we've got three listener questions and they're not really questions but yeah simon donald who a lot of people know probably formerly of this podcast And for a Viz fame, says if the Saudis take over, more famous than Newcastle Natter than, um, oh, yeah. If the Saudis take over, will Steve Bruce behead Coach? I think (laughs) so. (laughs) This is tweet, I hope so. Yeah, uh, Franco's Toon Army says, What's Arabic for gallows gate? Here we go. Yeah, more execution stuff. Loving it. Yeah, one up gaming. Says the kit's nice Regular message I don't know if the kit is nice this season Alright I'm going to have a quick look at it Right now you That's another s- thing i found slightly distasteful about this Is like people designing on Twitter uh, New Newcastle kits With Saudi sponsorship on
1: Oh god that's embarrassing Yeah I mean oh, and you- Pete- <laughs> Sorry Dave I was just going to say, it is pretty likely that we're going to be sponsored by, like, Aramco or something like that. Should be Greg's. It absolutely should be Greg's. I and seen. Peter
2: Dawes says potential idea to finish the season test all players and coaching staff hours before game hire regular police and stewards to disperse people hanging around outside the ground sky slash bt broadcast games as per or small charges for streaming for those without what do you guys think uh so hang on so the testing i think it takes
0: more than a few hours to get results i think it takes days actually yeah
2: um but I well, don't the know Premier League plan that seems to have been announced today is for testing three times a week for all players, and
0: maybe that that time is just the bureaucracy of it so yeah maybe if the Premier League's playing for it, maybe you can do paying for it, you can do a quick turnaround um what was the other shit? Two is to stop people being outside. Yes, maybe or police. Well, or I whatever. think
2: again the other plan is not. There's not going to be any home games. It's going to be all neutral venues. they announced today.
0: I, I love the whole like everything at, at Wembley or something.
2: Yeah. The only problem is it like it's all about broadcasting three games a day and for that to be free to air. It all sounds amazing, but as soon as one or two players get coronavirus you surely have to shut it
1: down. Yeah, and there's already been uh, a few cases of um, players and or coaches in the Bundesliga um, testing positive for COVID after they started group training again. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we took the lead from Germany and tried to reopen it, saw a few people, like you say, catch it. Or show the symptoms of it or whatever And then it just gets shut down But if you've, if you've played three or four games Which count towards this season And then suddenly five or six Different teams are impacted by um, Players with the coronavirus Or staff with the coronavirus And you have to shut it down What do you do with those three games? Do you just discount them? But, like, mm-hmm. It's just a mess I think genuinely it doesn't look like You can play competitive games Before the, the, the start of next season um, it's due to begin. So you've, you've got to avoid either void the, the the season or you say right. There's no relegations. We're going to have 22 teams in the Premier League next year, and five relegations, um, and just give the title to Liverpool. I think there is another way
2: of playing the games, but it is you effectively have to almost imprison every player, staff member, broadcast staff member and the extra staff around games you have to make sure that there's no way anyone from that entire group can get infected and just transport them to games and back to whatever hotel or compound they're in what that's the only way you can guarantee it what right. I'd love that <laughs> put, the, put, well. them, put them all on a submarine <laughs> but I mean you're both men with young children as well how much do you like the idea of being imprisoned away from your family? It's quite was, tempting at times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, and it just occurred to me. I've like just been. I guess I've heard it somewhere. I've just assumed. Oh, let's have them all at Wembley, all the game. But actually, if there's going to be no crowds, wouldn't it be fun to just do it all at like
1: Brentford or something?
2: Do it all oh, St George's Park is the one that gets talked about But I think they're on
1: about a few venues Yeah It, w- it would have to be a few venues Because if you if you play like three games of football On a pitch in a day That pitch is fucked Maybe It'd have Maybe to be split
2: over a few, a few stadia I don't think it's possible But I think the dream Would be play it all in space <laughs> Yeah some kind of football planet
0: Or where they did it on like Hackney Marcus So you would have like the ball from <laughs> <laughs> You would have like the ball from like Sheffield United versus Everton Would like
2: would go on to the pitch but, like, I think the um, problem with that is it becomes then you need to get the police involved To stop players' dads turning up to share <laughs> Becomes unpleasable. Okay,
0: Um, Dave, you've got a quiz for us, right? uh, Yeah. For anyone anyone who's listened to all of these lockdown podcasts. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, well done. Um, But this is, I guess for now, we could call it the finale of a series of uh, quizzes. I did a quiz for uh, Paul and Dave, Dave won. Dave did a quiz for Paul and I No, no <laughs> Paul did a quiz for Dave and I Dave won So this uh, Myself and Paul Doolan, are competing For uh, second place uh, So um, Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest I'm not that confident <laughs>
2: But here we go I've got to tell you, honestly I would love it if I beat you Love it <laughs> Right, right actually, one after
0: that.
1: There are 20 questions, boys. Ooh. What? Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. So let's get cracking.
0: Fucking hell. All right. Could have told us that. We <laughs> Dude,
1: this is a separate pod. All right. All right. Um it's lifted straight off the athletic, so it's multiple choice or. Acting, oh or no, I, 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 skipped that quiz
2: about ten in because it was all just numbers and thingy based. But sorry, carry on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Disappointed in you, Dave. I don't care. I don't care. Um, right, number one, and we're gonna, Are you going to write them down or? I've got a pen and paper. I'm not sure oh. I should now. Oh, but,
0: I, don't, I wasn't expecting to have to Memorise 20 fucking questions <laughs> <laughs> All
1: Right here we, here we go You ready Yes <laughs> At which ground Did Mike Ashley first make a public Appearance in August 2007 After becoming Newcastle United Owner right. The options multiple are choice. It is multiple choice Is it Reebok Stadium the Riverside, Pride Park, or St. James's Park? Oh, this is shit and I hate it. You've got a one in four chance of getting it right.
2: Dave, if you've got time to eat a pie, you've got time to write your own quiz. Good
1: God. I mean, we can just make it 10 questions if, if you're boring.
0: Come on, let will see how it goes. Come on, carry on. Yeah, we
1: How much did Ashley say Newcastle owed in instalments on previous transfers when he assumed control? Something he missed after famously opting against conducting due diligence. Was it 18 million, 24 million, 27 million, or 32 million? So, how much did we owe in instalments on previous transfers? Okay. In October 2009, Kevin Keegan won his constructive dismissal case against Newcastle and was awarded £2 million. How much did Keegan claim he had lost in terms of his salary and future earnings after feeling forced to resign? Was it Look 12? Hell. Are these all multiple choice numbers? Yeah. Can we just guess
2: A, B, C, D for 20 questions and do it that way? There's no way we're going to know
0: these. Come all back right. and do a note and write a quiz, Dave. This is I'll, just,
1: I'll tell you what, I'll, just, I'll pick the ones which are good. Choose I, the best the, questions yes. and then make up some of your own. No, I'll just finish these ones dead, dead quick. During his introduction as manager in September of 2008, Joe Kinnear disple- delivered an expletive-laden press conference swearing 52 occasions. But which of the following was not among the insults Kinnear used towards journalists? Cunt, negative bastards, sneaky twat, fucking slimy. Is that question three? Yeah, that's question three. Okay. Okay. Uh, who was the oldest player bought by Newcastle United during Mike Ashley's reign? Was it Daryl Murphy, Kshapa, Shevki Kuki or Sol Campbell? Ready? Yeah. yeah. Who were the opponents the last time Ashley attended a game in St James's Park? Was it Rochdale, Oxford, Leicester City, or Chelsea? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> in 2013, Newcastle signed a four year sponsorship deal with payday loan company Wonga which player refused uh, was was left out of a pre-season tour after initially refusing to wear the kit on religious grounds i know that one yeah mate
2: could keep so you break it up a bit there
0: said i think we all know that it was nicky
2: but <laughs>
1: Uh, Joe Kinnear was appointed director of football in June 2013. During his two windows in charge of transfers, how many permanent first-team signings did he make? Uh, zero, one, two, or three? Kay. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike Ashley downed a pint in the away end in August 20th, 30th, 2008. Uh, which ground did it happen in? He famously downed a pint uh, was it Upton Park, Stamford Bridge, Whitehall Lane or the Emirates yep
0: yeah, got my answer got my answer
1: ok and then you've got who scored the most goals under Mike Ashley's um, tenure is it Shoulder Amiobi Andy Carroll, Papi Cissé or ayoso Perez Yes. And the final question. At a High Court hearing in 2017, it was claimed that Ashley vomited into a fireplace after holding a sports direct management meeting at a pub. How many pints of lager, accompanied by vodka chases, was Ashley said to have drunk? Eight, 10, 12, or 14?
0: Okay. That's good. That's that's all right. Those questions are fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No worries. Tricky. there's a lot yeah. of guesswork on my end
1: yeah. I've got a bonus question I don't feel
2: like it's rewarding knowledge of the club
1: it's <laughs> rewarding knowledge of Mike Ashley um, I've got a bonus question If you two are tied
0: Okay, alright, yeah So uh, Let's go
1: through them I've written, I've written down my answers Okay, question number one Where did he make his first appearance After becoming a Newcastle owner? Was it Reebok, Riverside, Pride Park or St James's? Riverside I've guessed Reebok. It was the Riverside. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the boring numbers questions, how much did Mike Ashley say Newcastle owed in previous transfers? Was it 18, 24, 27 or 32 million? I've just gone big and said 32.
2: I've gone slightly less big and gone 27. Paul with a win... <laughs> it's really rewarding guessing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's well, the, the it's the sweary one? Which of the following was not used amongst the insults can you used towards journalists? Was it cunt? Negative bastards, sneaky twat, fucking slimy. I
2: I'm think pretty can... sure it's sneaky twat.
0: Oh, I was gonna go negative bastards. Nah. Fergus here.
1: Oh for three. Paul's right. That's a stupid quiz anyway <laughs> Who's the <laughs> oldest player that he's signed under Mike Ashley I'm going Saul Campbell I'm going Saul Campbell Fergus is on the scoreboard Who was the In oppo- your face you negative <laughs> bastards <laughs> Who were the opponents last time Ashley attended A game at St James's Was it Rochdale, Oxford, Leicester or Chelsea Oxford Roger Fergus well done oh, clawing it back who refused to um, well was left out of pre-season tour after initially refusing to wear the kit on religious grounds Ben Arthur, Teode, Sissoko or Cissé. Cissé. Cissé Cissé
0: yep and then uh, as wasn't he at uh, uh, in that period, then photographed in a casino, wasn't
1: it? Yes, like the next yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, Kinnear, director of football. How many transfers went over the two windows that he was in charge? Was it zero, one, two, or three? Gotta be zero. Yep. Paul's doing really well. Fergus is not doing terribly. Uh, where did Ashley down the pint? Was it uh, Upton, Stamford Bridge, White Hart Lane, or the Emirates? Upton
0: Park. Oh, no, I've got. I can. I can claw one back here. I was at the game. It was the Emirates, wasn't it, Dave? It was the Emirates, and ah, it is getting tight. Six five car at car? the
1: minute. Six five. Okay. Yeah. Um, who's the top goal scorer under Mike Ashley's tenure? Was it Scholl? Perez. And, oh, I'm, and I'm guessing Perez as well. Very close. i tell you what, this last one's going to be the guess, isn't Hang it? On, we're both right on Who was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Paris, sorry. And it was it's 7 six. It's 7-6. Oh, we might get to use my bonus question. Um, how many pints of lager did he drink accompanied by vodka chasers? 8, 10, 12, or 14? I've gone 12.
2: I've gone twelve as well. But to wait, 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 wait. To help me win, can
0: I do a different guess? And then like What? Just to give me a but you have no that's that's point. We've got to have some laws. But you haven't told me the answer yet. So you know. So you want you wanna change your initial guess? change my answer, my initial guess to one that I think is it's less likely to be just to give me the opportunity
1: I saw, it quite I cool. it. Yeah. so what's your guess 14 Paul Wind yes. what was it 12.
2: it was 12 but, yeah. which is what I guess
0: anyway so I was right actually so there you go uh,
2: any <laughs> other answers you want to give what was the
0: <laughs> yeah for, um, for the first question can I say
1: Riverside please <laughs> The, what the was bold, the tiebreak break question? Um, how, many sign, how many appearances did Ignacio Nacho Gonzalez make? You know, the very famous sign from YouTube, Keegan didn't want him. How many appearances did he make? Was it one, two, three, or four? One, I reckon. Four. It's two. Ooh. I thought it was one as well, yeah. Fergus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. So congratulations! I went
2: four because I saw you tweeting somebody, Dave, saying I thought Nacho made. I didn't realize he made that many appearances. (laughs) But I I worded that very specifically
1: to, to you know.
0: Well, uh, out of the three of us, I I would have always said that I was the least knowledgeable.
1: He gave, right. gave Fergus uh, gave Paul
0: a good one there. I, I've done I think in all of the quizzes I think I've done all right and I'm happy with that. Okay, can, can I, I be, be honest. Just, just want you to know that I'm happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. Well. Done. Yeah, no, I just want to say it's a good quiz. Thanks, Dave, and uh, just really enjoyed myself. <laughs> Had fun with it. Good. Up. I think it's ironic that this is the podcast that we talked about the return of the entertainers. But
1: <laughs> <a> different <laughs> Screw you! You two both lifted it from somewhere else. Oh, I'm sorry that if mine's that from hurt. a. I'm sorry if mine's from a, a, a broader-minded publication. Than the...
2: I went to the northeast to be and fair. I...
0: Every question no. To be fair, I got my one from nufc.com. So. Uh, that was only because I'd had the idea like two minutes before. But you know,
1: it is what it is. Actually, I, got um, me into it. Yeah. I can ask you a general knowledge question. Which is older? Spectacles, the arts test? I saw this on your Twitter Aww. again. It's Oxford uh, <laughs> Fuck you. Right, fine. Screw off then. Piss off. <laughs>
0: <There> you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, even if this was an absolute horror show to listen to. Even- <laughs> I've enjoyed being in the company of my two close friends, Dave Watson.
1: Mm. Had a mouthful of beer. Cheers.
2: Good. Thank you, Dave. And Paul i I'm going to take a mouthful of beer to answer. Mm. Thanks. (laughs)
0: Let me just, I'm just swirling my claret.
2: (laughs) Is that a euphemism? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: I've just uh swearing my claret. We're trying again. All right.
2: <laughs> I'll um, speak to hopefully you soon, guys. Next thank next talk to everyone, we will have new owners.
1: Yeah, hopefully.
2: hopefully yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much
0: uh, to both of you, and a thank you to uh, the three or four people who listened to the whole picture.